Hello. Good evening, guys. It's Marcy here. All right. I hope you guys had a good day because it was a bit hard, to be honest. If I cough a little bit during this session, it's because I've been coughing for a month. So if you've also been coughing for a month, please let me know and what you've done to mitigate this because it's really, it's bad. Anyway, welcome. I'm Marcy Bullen. I'm a real estate agent here in the Oklahoma City Metro. I specifically live in Norman and I work in Norman and all over the Metro. So I'm so glad to be live with you tonight. So I didn't go live last week and I apologize. I was teaching um, in Owasso, which is another town in Oklahoma, and it's just um, northeast of Tulsa. And I was tired. <laughs> so I'm sorry, but you know, here I am. We're, we're going to make up for it tonight. So I hope that you stay with me on this. I have a lot of like job opportunities to talk about and just the job market in general in Oklahoma and just some thoughts. So I'd love to hear your comments if you have comments. You get me? Drop your comments below. That would really help me out a lot. So hopefully you're here to learn. I'm here to learn. I've combed through these articles that we're going to talk about, and I'm going to give you some opinions. I'm going to ask you some questions, and I think this stuff is fascinating. Uh, I love living in Oklahoma, and I'm hoping that you might um, as well. So if you're thinking of moving here or maybe thinking of moving away, of course, I am a real estate agent and I would love, I'd be thrilled to help you if you're thinking of moving. So yeah, please give me a call if you are. I appreciate that. Cool. All right, guys, leave some comments. Let's go. So the first thing we're going to talk about high demand jobs in Oklahoma. <clears throat> I know my voice sounds weird, but I get it. I get it. I also had to talk a lot today, like over a lot of people. I went to the kitchen a few minutes ago to get my water and, uh, yeah, I forgot it. Had to go back like three times because I was thinking about other things. This, this live show actually. So I don't know if you guys have heard like the Stanley Cup drama. There's definitely a lot of Stanley Cup drama here in Oklahoma. I mean, people have Stanley Cups, but we use these. These are Simple Moderns. It's actually an Oklahoma company. So that's my plug for them. I'm, this is not sponsored at all. <laughs> I mean, if they do want to sponsor me, like let's do that. But these cups are the best. The Simple Moderns, they're more inexpensive and they look better than the Stanleys. Yeah. Cool. High demand jobs in Oklahoma. Let me share my screen with you. Present. I almost got my whiskey out, guys, to drink whiskey while I was talking to you. <laughs> and then I decided not to because I thought it might get a little too rowdy. And I didn't want to do that to you. So, you know, here we are. Okay. I saw this article in the Oklahoman. So the news sources that I read and I use to learn about Oklahoma are typically the Oklahoman, the OU Daily, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's the student newspaper for the University of Oklahoma. Guys, I used to read the Norman Transcript. I'm not, I'm not a fan. Uh, they don't report on things that are local. And that's what I was reading it for. So I just had to stop. Maybe you can change my mind. I don't know. And then I also look at um, news sites like K4 is probably my favorite one, although uh, television news reports very differently 
the newspaper news. And I prefer the newspaper news. That's what I like better. And then I also do read a lot of the Oklahoma Journal record or the journal record. And um, it's like a business newspaper here in Oklahoma. And they, it's really good. It's really good. So we'll talk about one of those too. So first thing, high demand jobs in Oklahoma. The first thing in this article that was really just wowed me. And I want your opinion. I want to hear what you think, right? So in Oklahoma, it says the average yearly salary of a high school graduate is under $32,000. Comparatively, the average salary of Oklahomans with a bachelor's degree is nearly $48,000. I want to hear your comments. Please comment. (laughs) So what they have here is two different lists. The first list is high paying jobs in Oklahoma that do not require a college degree. I have people asking about jobs all the time, how the job market is, et cetera, whatever. Our income here tends to be lower than other places. And it can be made up for in our low cost of living. Depends on how you live, right? Yeah, we do have a lower cost of living here in Oklahoma than most other states. So at the top of this list for high paying jobs in Oklahoma that don't require a college degree, commercial airline pilot, lots of training, transportation storage and distribution managers. Please tell me what that means. I mean, if you do that, like, tell me, I want to hear, I want to hear what that's like for you. Uh, Postmasters and mail superintendents, fascinating. Mail people, the mail in general is fascinating. I love mail. If you notice all of my postcards back here, can you see them? So I'm a part of this like postcard group. It's online and um, I get postcards from people all over the world and they send me postcards. I love postcards. If you ever want to send me one, I would happily give you my work address. Thank you. (laughs) Elevator and escalator installers and repairers. This is interesting to me because it seems like more um, working with your hands, business to business, like commercial, instead of like working with the public, which sometimes can be better than like being, um, you know, a mechanic or something like that, depending on how much you want to work with the public in general. Um, transportation, oh, police and detective supervisors, transportation inspectors, power plant operators, non-retail sales supervisors, fire inspectors, and investigators, uh, electrical power line installers, and repairers. I have heard that linemen for electrical companies do make a lot of money. All of these require a lot of training. Um, most of these require on-the-job training in my, I think, like, I mean, commercial airline pilot might be a little bit different because I think you have to do that like a lot of people join like the Air National Guard or um, the Air Force or something to get their pilot's license. But all of this requires a lot of training. So the next list that they have here, which is a little bit less training, but still training in general, high demand jobs in Oklahoma that don't require a college degree. So that was high paying jobs. Now we're in high demand jobs. You see the difference? So high demand jobs, like there's probably less competition for actually uh, getting a job. These have a little bit lower incomes. So telecommunications equipment installers and repairs, uh, I'm guessing that's installing like internet services, heavy and tractor trailer truck drivers. Um, I have heard that they make a good amount of money and get a decent amount of time off depending on 
who you're working for, firefighters, computer usual computer user support specialist, heating, air conditioning, and refrigeration mechanics and installers. Makes sense. Uh, it is it is tough to find um, HVAC people, and I know that HVAC companies are specifically always looking for journeymen, automotive service technicians, and mechanics, paramedics, industrial truck oper- industrial truck and tractor operators, dental assistants, and rescue and recyclable material collectors. Now, some of these are like really fancy terms for jobs that I, I'm pretty sure I know what they are, but like if you do one of these things, just just let me know. And if you work in Oklahoma, even better, I want to hear your experience. Okay, cool. So I thought this was a really good list uh, to share with people. And yeah, let me know what you think. So the this made me think of another article that I ran across or a website that I ran across recently. This is not in any news source that I found. It's actually in a book that I was reading. If you can't tell, I read a lot of books books are my favorite. And I listen to a lot of books. And one of the books I'm listening to right now is called Visual Thinking by Temple Grandin. Uh, Temple Grandin is a PhD. She like designs um, livestock handling facilities. I know it's really random, but she's also autistic. So she's a visual thinker. And um, she brought up this website to me and I had no idea it even existed. And I hope if you're in high school or you have high school age kids, or even if you're older, like it doesn't matter that maybe you've heard of this before. Um, and you can tell me about it. Cool. So it's called Apprenticeship USA. And I did not know it existed. So employers can go on here and create like a job and it's, on the job training or an apprenticeship where you get paid. So it's not, you know, an unpaid position for training, but an actually paid position for training. And so the way that I searched this website, I'm not looking for a job, mind you. Remember, I'm a real estate agent, but lots of people that I work with are looking for jobs for their kids or for their spouses or for themselves. And this is fantastic. And if you have any, um, if you've used this website before, please let me know. But basically, I put in Oklahoma here. So I go to become an apprentice. And then I find an apprenticeship. And then I put in Oklahoma. Don't put in Oklahoma City because then it'll send you to Texas. You're moving to Oklahoma, not Texas, right? So search Oklahoma. That's the best thing. And then you can see all of these places in Oklahoma that are hiring. It says 114 results. How many of them are legit? I don't know. Like I didn't make the website. Uh, So this first one, fire sprinkler technician trainee apprentice on the job training provided. Um, Some of these places. So we have one in Tulsa. This one is in Oklahoma city. This one's in Oklahoma city. It's a diesel technician apprentice, um, career development counselor. This was This is a great resource um, for seeing like who needs people to work for them. One of the things, so Temple Grandin pointed out because so many people are visual thinkers, visual thinkers don't typically do well in universities and they like to work with their hands or designing a lot of the time. And so she pointed out that on the job training was typically the best. 
And so that's where she inserted this website and said, everyone needs to know what this is. So I thought I would share it with you. I thought it was amazing. So here we go. And let's see. Oh, hey, Eddie. Nice to see you. Yes. Thanks so much for the claps. I appreciate that. Oh, let me put them up here for you. So everyone can see Eddie is my number one fan. His wife is also a real estate agent. <laughs> oh, man. Cool. So next, I'm going to go, I'm going to skip to something else that's still job related. And that is Oklahoma in the day. What am I talking about? Well, I wanted to share some of these photos with you. First of all, because I'm a history nerd. Um, today, my husband called me a nerd like three times because he kept bringing up books in these conversations that we were at um, in this training that we were attending for leadership today. But I wanted to show you these pictures of downtown Oklahoma City because I'm about to talk about the weirdest thing <laughs> that they've said they're going to build in Oklahoma City. And I'm pretty sure you know what I'm talking about if you've watched the news at all. So these pictures are hysterical to me because this is from 1907. Um, so these are specific streets. Of course, they're not paved. Of course, they have the old streetcar lines on them. We still do have, of course, the streetcar here in Oklahoma City. Here's another one of the streets, uh, Broadway from Grand. And I mean, this is 1907, which, you know, it's only 2024 now. So it's like really wasn't that long ago. There's like two cars on the road and now they're just filled with cars. I'm not going to show you all of these, but I thought it was really funny compared to the next thing I'll show you. So I don't recognize any of these buildings. A lot of them are still standing. Of course, this wasn't that long ago. Um, but the way that our skyline is changing and the way that Oklahoma City has been growing is pretty incredible. So I went to this conference two years ago now. I think so about urbanization and they held it in Oklahoma City and it was really interesting. I got to see a couple of the mayors of Oklahoma City speak and one thing that they talked about was whenever they're ripping up the roads here in Oklahoma City, they don't know what they're going to find because everything was built super fast because remember, I've talked about this before. Hopefully you've watched some of my other videos, but basically 10,000 people settled in Oklahoma City in one day. That's how Oklahoma City was settled. It was a race, right? Like it was a land run. So whenever they built the roads, everything happened really fast. They ran into stuff underneath the roads whenever they were ripping them up in the past 10 years that they didn't know were there. Uh, so it's kind of a, a cluster is the best way of, of putting it. Let's see. I have a comment here. Let's see. <laughs> Eddie says it's Okay. Well, I may owe Diana a drink at this point. We'll see. <laughs> Thanks so much, Eddie. Appreciate that. <laughs> so we've seen these pictures. Oklahoma City is even really different from whenever I moved here to Norman in uh, 2007. But these are the old ones. So now moving on to the new thing that they've said they want to build in Oklahoma City the tallest building in the U.S. That is the newest thing that they've said. So this article was published on January 29th, which was yesterday. Or I guess it was updated yesterday. So let's have a look at this thing. Oh, it's up here. 
So the Freedom Tower is the tallest building in the U.S., right? And it stands where Ground Zero was in uh, New York City, and it's 1776 feet tall. You can't really say that in other ways. Like, that's, you know, obviously Freedom Tower. Yes. So they want to call this the Legends Tower, and it's going to be 1907 feet tall, 1,907 feet tall, because Oklahoma became a state in 1907. So <laughs> let's have a look. <laughs> uh, so this is the bottom of it. This would be the top. This would be, this would be what would be sticking up out of the prairie. This is the rendering that is just puts it into perspective for us, right? So we have the tall building. This is what they're calling the Legends Tower. And then the next tallest building that you see there on the right is the Devon Tower, which is currently the tallest building in Oklahoma City. And I can't see it from my house, but if I drive like two miles that way, I can see it because it's like a slight hill because, you know, Oklahoma City really doesn't have hills unless you travel east. So that's what they're wanting to build. So pros and cons, just real quick, in my head, and I want to hear yours. <laughs> This thing is a monstrosity. And I'm not saying it could be ugly. Like, it could be nice. Like, obvi obviously, this rendering is ugly. But the bottom of it, like, this rendering, I mean, it's kind of pretty. It's just there's nothing else around it. So, like, to me, this is a con. Because it's just kind of an eyesore if there's nothing else around it. Like, I've just never seen a building like that. Like, I've seen the Burj Khalifa, which is the tallest building in the world, in person. And it looks like something from outer space. And there's lots of tall buildings around it. So it's like, okay, right? But it still looks like something from outer space. Like, it's still weird. I've also been inside Taipei 101. I did not have the guts to go into the Burj Khalifa because it's really tall, guys. And I'm really not a, a fan of heights. Like, even going into Taipei 101, which this building won't be as tall as the Burj or Taipei 101. Uh, but, you, like, there's no, gra like, there's less gravity. So you don't feel like you can walk the same. <laughs> there's there's literally less gravity. It It's really bizarre uh, feeling. And it does sway, of course. Um, one thing that they've mentioned on this one is like tornadoes. I get that. Also like in Taiwan, earthquakes. So I, and San Francisco, same. So I'm uh, like, I get it. I, to me, an earthquake is a bigger factor than a tornado. And I understand that sometimes tornadoes can feel scarier because of the way they look and like the destruction they can leave behind. So something to think about. We also do have earthquakes here, but not, not super big ones. We covered that a couple of weeks ago on the earthquake front. <laughs> so uh, they're, they're supposed to be starting these tall towers at the bottom. There's three of them. They're 345 feet tall and they're supposed to be starting those soon. I mean, I guess they're saying that people would live in this big tower. Would you live there? I don't know. I don't know if I can do that. Like I'd like to live in a high rise, but in the tallest building in Oklahoma where there's nothing else around it, like that's just bizarre. That's, that's my opinion. Maybe it could be cool. I don't know. I am not sure.
So yeah, proposed big brick town skyscraper. The original was 1750, so it wouldn't be as tall as the one as the Freedom Tower or the One World Trade Center, but um, they wanted to make it 1907 to make it the tallest. So the reason they're saying this is because Oklahoma City is like really on the rise, right? So we are apparently now, we were the 20th largest city in the U.S., but now we're the 18th. So we're growing quite quickly. And if you visited here, you've seen it. And if you used to live here in the 90s and then you recently visited again, you see it. Like it's wild how different it is. I came to Oklahoma City just a little bit during the 1990s. I was born in the 80s. And it is like we really didn't come. There was nothing to do. And I've said this before in a video, but like people who lived in OKC in the 80s, they polled like the citizens of Oklahoma City and asked them like, do you think Oklahoma City is a good place to live? And like 60% of people said no. They did not want to live here. So one thing I really like about this metro is the mayors of Oklahoma City, their vision over the past two or three decades has been to make it a place where their kids want to stay, like where their kids don't have to grow up and move to Dallas or move to Houston, because that's where most people move to. Um, they want people to stay here. And we're seeing that. Like, it's really cool to watch that vision come to life. And the whole region like all of Oklahoma feels this, like selling homes, you know, out even in small towns outside of Oklahoma city, there's a reason why those people want to move here. And it's because of the economic development that's going on. It means jobs. It means money. It means infrastructure. And we still have the space because we only have 4 million people in Oklahoma. In Oklahoma, there's only 4 million people in a po as population. That's the same amount of people that live in the city of LA. So yeah. Nice. So that's the, the tower. That's an ugly rendering. I think they could have done a better job of that. Uh, so what you're seeing in this photo on the left of the tower, the pit, that's the ballpark. We have a baseball team. That's like a, I don't know. It's a farm team, I guess. I, I know it has a rating. I'm not sure what it is. I'm not a sports person. And then on the right, you see the, um, I want to say the Chesapeake Center, the Paycom Center, <laughs> the Paycom Center, which they're building a new arena for basketball because the Thunder is a big deal here and it's fun. So, yeah. Nice. All right, let's move on to the next thing. Oh, I didn't put that up there. I'm sorry. Yeah, tallest tower in the USA. I don't know how that's going to go down. Still in the vein of jobs, let's talk about home sales. I have a lot of people kind of sitting out the market right now in terms of purchasing a home because, of course, I'm a real estate agent. And I think, you know, and I get it. Like, you got to do what's best for you. You got to see what's going to work for you. So this says Oklahoma City area home sales were on the skids last year, but still fetched $6.6 billion. Yes, billion with a B. That's hard, hard numbers to think about, like not ideal. So let's dig into what this means. Total value of sales was down 14.4% from 2022. So sales went down 2023 to 2022. 14%. I felt that. We all felt it. Um, 
as real estate agents. One of the reasons for this is, of course, interest rates. They're a bit higher now, although today I know they're below 7%. So that's excellent. That means that affordability is getting better for everyone. And another reason is because people who purchase their home in 2020, especially late 2020, 21 or 22, have a 2.75 interest rate. Maybe not that low. That's the lowest I've ever seen is 2.75. Um, but most people is under three, which will never happen again. You can't even like buy down to that really. Buy down meaning uh, buying down discount points in order to get that low in your interest rate. It costs a lot of money to get that low interest rate, which kind of defeats the purpose in general. So that's the reasons that the home prices have been falling, or not the home prices, home sales. Have prices been falling? May, uh, you see price reductions on a whole. Prices are not up the 12 to 14% year over year that we were seeing. It's much smaller amount now. So that's what's happening. Basically, they're saying that home prices are kind of returning to this pre-COVID level. So we saw a spike and then the appreciation rates are returning to that previous level, not necessarily going down, but just evening out a little bit, which was what we expected. So that's nice. <sighs> we talked about the mortgage rates. Those were pretty high last year and they're slated to go down a tad this year. And what that means for buyers is it means that you'll have more affordability because, you know, I know that it's best to have a low monthly payment. I understand that. It makes sense. Um, and that's also going to mean a little bit more competition from last year. Competition meaning like people that you have to compete against in order to purchase a house. Where I'm seeing people get the best deals are with new build construction homes. I've covered this and covered this. You can get a lot. And I don't mean off the price. I mean, typically with incentives, like seeing people get $6,000, $10,000, $20,000 worth of incentives from a builder. And that means closing costs paid for because a, a seller can pay your closing costs whenever you uh, purchase a house. Usually closing costs, like let's say on a $400,000 house, you're looking at um, $11,000. That was the last number I did. $11,000 in closing costs. So if you have a builder pay for half of that or all of that, that would help your pocketbook out quite a bit. So that's kind of how that works. And then let's see, I feel like I had one more thing in here. So these are some fun numbers. You know, I'm joking. The numbers are never fun. Uh, pending sales decreased by 11%. Closed sales were down 16%. Um, at the end of last year, because now we're in 2024. <laughs> I just wrote 2023 on a paper the other day. And then showing activity is down. Where I'm still seeing competition and prices increasing. Here we go. Homes that are smaller under the average value of what houses are. Homes that are smaller on an acre, a little bit out of the metro. Midwest City, Choctaw, Nuala, um, Blanchard. Yes. Oh my gosh. Blanchard just explodes. It's amazing. Um, Washington a little bit. Goldsby for sure. These homes 
that are below the average. So average in these areas is going to be around 250 to 280, 250,000 to 280,000. So if there's a house under that amount, you may be competing with someone else. It doesn't mean you're going to lose because there's not 20 people competing for one house. There's typically three or four, maybe less. Um, and then I'm also seeing people compete for the smaller houses in urban cores that are very nice. And I also see a lot of, maybe not competition, but a lot of activity on homes that are in very good condition. There are a lot of homes out there that are not in good condition and people don't want that. So you have to price accordingly if you're selling a house in order to get it sold. So that's what I'm seeing. It's very much so what I call micro markets in this economy right now, meaning that you can get a great deal in a house and you can still compete depending on what you're wanting and what fits your needs. So that's what that's looking like right now. All right. I have a comment. Let us see if you lock. Okay. If you lock in a rate and it goes down, do we get that lower rate? <laughs> hmm. No, not usually. They usually talk about that with you up front. And we haven't been in this situation in a very long time. So it depends on the situation. Um, usually the lender, if they will make it go down, is going to tell you that up front. The rates in the past month haven't gone down exponentially or anything like that. So, but I think they'll go down just a little bit more, especially because we're in an election year. But that's a really good question and definitely something to chat with, with a lender. They usually call that a floating rate. A lot of times too, if your builder is, um, a lot of builders right now are telling you a rate that they're going to guarantee you. And if they say that, then they typically won't um, lower the rate anymore. But that just depends on the situation. But that's a really good question. Thanks, Debbie. Nice. All right. Next. You guys are giving me so much energy. I was seriously so tired. <laughs> I mean, I still am, but you know what I mean. <laughs> okay. This next thing, this is the housing stability program. I know this has been in the works for quite some time. So rules are set for a new Oklahoma housing stability program. When will Stitt, that's Governor Stitt, give the go ahead? So this is $215 million for the Oklahoma Housing Stability Program. So it was created by the legislature earlier this year to build homes for sale um, and homes for rent and homes for rent, like homes for rent and apartments for rent, and to provide down payment assistance and closing cost assistance. So Oklahoma Housing Finance Agency trustees approved emergency rules and applications for the program on Wednesday. I don't have those. Um, but I do have some information on how you can get some down payment assistance. All right. This money will go fast. $215 million is not that much money. <laughs> it's going to go quick. So one of the things they're doing is giving developers zero interest loans to build rental properties and new homes for sale, but they must be repaid within two years or face interest charges. Fascinating. It's good. We'll see how this works out. Prospective homeowners who make less than $150,000 a year can apply for down payment assistance and closing cost assistance. 
Do you remember the average income for like the high demand jobs? It wasn't close to $150,000 a year. That's like you can get down payment assistance. So I encourage you to check it out. Like even if you think you don't want it, just see. Just see if those numbers will work for you. They may not, and that's totally fine. You can put money down. You cannot, like on down payment assistance, you can't buy down a rate, typically. I'm not a lender. <laughs> Please know that. I just know some of the rules, right? I just know some of the rules. All right, hold on. I have a question. Or what's the best place to move in Oklahoma? Good question. Um, can I circle back to that? Let me come back to that. Let me just finish a couple of these points on this article, but that's a really good question. I'll put it up here for a second so you guys can see, and then I'll come back to it. Okay. A lot of these homes are going to be in rural areas. So this is one of the things and why, um, how we can answer Sarah's question that she just commented for us. Um, there, these homes are going to be affordable. So they're supposed to be between 1000 and 2000 square feet. So it's going to encourage the construction for more entry-level buyers because typically over 2000 square feet, we're getting into the second and third time home buyers. So Sarah's question here. Oh, thank you. Cool. So they, they talk a little bit about, I believe Durant, Oh, Duncan. They're talking about Duncan here. Duncan is a small town in Oklahoma. Um, one of our friends lives there. And it's a cute little rural town. So they're trying to infuse these rural areas with some of this money. So what's that going to do for these areas? Well, it's going to infuse the economy with more money, which creates jobs. Ultimately, a lot of these areas will have something that runs the town, some somewhere that everyone typically works, right? So like it could be a prison. Honestly, a lot of times it is. Um, in Duncan, it's not. I don't know what their main industry that if you do know, please let me know uh, what their main industry is there in Duncan. Our friends own the donut shop. So <laughs> it's always an industry in my opinion. Very good donuts, by the way. So I would say some of the rural areas can be a really good spot. Um, I did have, let me get this up here. The spot where you can, here it is. So there's a down payment assistance program link in this article, but it's just OFA. You can go to this website, OFA.org, and um, it kind of gives you an idea like who the down payment assistance money is for. So first time and repeat buyers, everyone thinks that it's always like someone who's never bought a house. And that's not true. It's not. So don't think that it's not true. New construction. Absolutely. You can buy with down payment assistance and existing homes. And then um, they're always 30 year fixed rate. These loan types apparently are going to include FHA, which is a government backed loan, HUD-184, uh, which is a Native American or an Indigenous American loan, and you have to qualify under specific rules, and it has like a, a much lower down payment than an FHA does. Uh, USDA RD, which is a rural development loan. I love doing those. Those are fun. Those are almost always zero down, and you have to follow the map on where you're going to move in that, and then VA or, con or conventional. So this is like um, money that you have to apply for. And it, it works like a grant essentially purchase price and income limits vary, 
based on the selected product because it's different for FHA versus conventional, that type of thing. And then you have to visit an OFA lending partner to get started. Um, if you want to talk to an OFA lending partner, let me put up a banner here for you. Oh, goodness. <laughs> um, you can give me a call. Here's, this is my cell phone number. Um, yes, it's a Tulsa number, but I live in Oklahoma City because I'm from Tulsa. Give me a call um, for OFA people. You can also go to the website. Like I'm not trying to just get you to call me. Of course, I want to help you if you want me to help you to purchase a house. Like absolutely, please let me do that. But go to this OFA website or give me a call and I'll connect you with the best people to help you with these down payment assistance programs. Because go get this money. Like this is money that they're allocating for home buyers like you. So go get it. This is awesome. Nice. Love that. All right. Everyone got my number? Give me a call. <laughs> oh, man. Good stuff, guys. Is there anything else I want to cover on this one? Mm. So Duncan, here's some more apartments. If you can see these. Or these are townhouses that they... Um, are a tax exempt bond finance development and they're in Oklahoma city. Yes. I don't think there's anything else in here. My concern is that this $215 million is not enough. It's just not to make the dent that needs to be made. There are so many other things that come into play too, that take some of these homes out of the market for potential home buyers to build their wealth. So that that's my opinion of this. I, I don't think it's going to be enough. And I hope it's something that we can continue to pour into Oklahomans and help people contribute to the economy here to make it better for us, right? That's all we want. So the last thing I wanna talk about, and this um, also is gonna contribute to jobs in uh, Norman especially, so that makes us really excited. So some of you know that University of Oklahoma is joining the SEC, which is really exciting. This is not really about that, but it is about sports. So we have this brand new athletic center in Norman. And this is just a rendering, but this thing's built, guys. <laughs> like, I can drive up to it, and I mean, I can't go in yet because it's not open, but I, I'm thinking I'm going to go to the opening uh, ceremony or the ribbon-cutting ceremony because I want to see this thing. It is huge. Uh, it's wild how big this thing is. So I'm reading this in the journal record. If you guys haven't seen this newspaper, go look it up. It's amazing. It's my favorite thing. So... This is going to open in March. It's a $42 million project, and it was funded through uh, Norman Forward Sales Tax, which we voted for as a city. And then there's also another thing uh, through University North Park. I just uh, released a video of University North Park. So it's like a driving video, but like I talk about things, um, a little bit about this athletic center, but mostly about the new arena for like specifically basketball and gymnastics and other events like concerts that they're thinking of building here 
in Norman. So I wanted to um, cover that. Go watch that video if you want to. I think I think it's fun, but I made it. So what do I know? Uh, but I also have drone footage so that you can see those areas a little bit more. The cool thing about this is that it's closer to the interstate. We need things close to the interstate because our traffic situation in Core Norman or around the university is just, it's a show. <laughs> so like where you'd have to go to Lloyd Noble right now to um, watch a basketball game, which I know there was one like last night or the night before, it is very difficult to get to. And Highway 9, which is the highway that most people drive on to get to Lloyd Noble, is one of the most dangerous highways in the US. And so we just don't want people driving on it necessarily. Because there's a lot of people who live down there too and they need to drive on it. So that's um, where that's coming from. Let me see, I have a question. Uh, OU game day traffic is unreal in my neighborhood. Yeah. I, it's, it, if you live close to campus, but you get to live close to campus, right? Like that's cool. Um, and of course says Normanites, I guess you could call me a Normanite. Um, we like weave through the traffic in the opposite directions, right? On game day. Are you talking about basketball or are you talking about football? Basketball, there's obviously a lot more games, but we typically have less people coming into town for that also. Oh, Sarah. You're watching from England. That's awesome. I'm kind of jealous. Uh, but thank you so much for watching. I really appreciate that. Okay. Yeah. Bad. Tell me what, tell me if you're talking about football or basketball, that would be really helpful for me to know what you're talking about. So this is a hundred back to the athletic center. <laughs> this is a 122,000 square foot facility in North Norman, which will feature eight basketball courts 12 volleyball courts and two pools that also is going to have in motion a new sports medicine and recovery clinic. It's going to occupy the second floor. That's really cool. It also is going to have an Adidas store. I had no idea, but Trey Young is an Adidas athlete. Apparently once again, I don't, I don't watch basketball, but you know, yes. Oh, here you're talking about football. Yeah. Okay. It's seven games, right? So, and just wait, <laughs> just wait until the SEC comes to town. Cause I'm pretty sure we're all going to have our, so our socks knocked off whenever we see that traffic and them pulling all their RVs into town. That's another thing that we really need here in Norman. And I talk about this a little bit here because with this athletic center, they have um, contracts to do all of these, um, like, what are you, oh my gosh, my brain is, my brain is not functioning. They're going to do all of these conferences for basketball and volleyball. So tournaments, uh, I I'm calling it YFAC. Is everyone else calling it that too? Okay. Just making sure you can tell me. <laughs> so let's see. Sanctuary. And yeah, so this will, they're saying they want to do this. And this is part of Trey Young's mission is to help kids um, get noticed by the NCAA so that they can go to college on these um, sports scholarships, which is fantastic. So you can see this, is what it says, you can see the economic rollout that comes with that. We're talking about needing 1500 to 2000 hotel rooms for each of the tournaments. Guys, we don't have this because we don't just need it for tournaments. Like lots of people come to Norman. We're a town of 130,000 people. We don't have enough hotels. That is just plain and simple. That's the reality that we're facing. 
So once again, creating more jobs here in Norman, um, which I'm excited to see what kind of economic impact this is going to have. Sweet. Um, what else did I want to talk about on this? I'm just excited to go inside. So that's all. That's all for me. I really appreciate you guys. Thanks so much for joining me tonight. Let me just make sure. So Eddie, yes, OU traffic is crazy. I agree it's crazy, but we live in this crazy town. We chose this. <laughs> it's the best. Like, I would not live anywhere else in Oklahoma, right? No. Sarah, yes. If you're thinking of moving to Oklahoma, please continue to watch stuff. Um, give me a call. If, of course, you have questions. I'd love to answer any more of them. England to Oklahoma would definitely be a big shift, but we're pretty cool here. I think we're cool. I don't know. I'm questioning Eddie, but we'll see. <laughs> All right, guys, have a great night. And please remember to give me a thumbs up. Thanks so much.